Hi, this is John and Jordan of Open Seating. This is a little bit of a different opening. Um, there's just one thing we wanted to say in light of recent events before we actually got the episode started this week. Um, this past week, George Floyd was needlessly killed by a police officer in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And we here at Open Seating believe that those officers involved deserve to be prosecuted and arrested. There have been protests around the country, as well as sympathy protests around the world. As a citizen, you have a right to protest. However, please do so peacefully, and please remember to register to go vote and to make sure you are exercising your right to vote all through this year. That's how change will be made, and that's how change will persist. Hello. All right. Welcome back. I was uh, a little bit of a different opening for us this week, but uh, but it needed to be said. We're not going to harp. We're not going to stick around on it. Um, with the music, we're trying to be a little up, a little a little brighter, a little more upbeat. So, so welcome to the show. This is Open Seating. My name is John. This is my wife Jordan, and uh, we're going to talk about some stuff that we enjoy. Which is pretty much what we do on this podcast. It's just rambling about stuff that we like, which is TV, movies, games, all that stuff. So, let's get started. Jordan, how's your week? Um, could have been better. Could have been worse, but could have been better. Yeah. I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> we got sucked into something this past week that we're going to talk about a little bit. Mm. Actually, like in this next section. This next section. I'm going to try and wait till the very end of it, so let's go through a few Boo. other things before <laughs> before we get to that. Okay. I know. We'll get to it. We'll get to it, I promise. <laughs> uh, let's, let's jump right in then so that we're not waiting too long to talk about that. There's TV and movies, right, this week? Got three quick, noteworthy news items from this past week. First and foremost, you're going to love this, Jordan. The Sonic the Hedgehog movie sequel is in the works. <sighs> It's only in the, de- the development stages right now, so we don't really know anything yet. Um, the article was like, oh, we don't know anything about casting. Well, Where's like, Adam Sandler? Somebody <laughs> kill me, please! Uh, I heard it, it ended up being all right, though. I don't... I refuse I, to I know you don't want to watch it, but... I refuse to accept that as my truth. I'll watch it. <laughs> I won't accept it as my truth. I'll, I'll pop some popcorn... <laughs> eat a chili dog and watch the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Right <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> something else that happened this week. Josh Gad, um, who I did not know, you knew this. Uh, he's been doing like Zoom reunions for stuff. Yeah. Like you said that he's done Back to the Future and uh, The Goonies, right? Uh, those are two of the ones he's done so far. That is correct. Well, the next one, I... I'm so excited for it's the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and it's uh, it's today. It's the day that we're. It, oh yeah, it's Sunday, May thirty first. Guess what? It's, it's gonna, gonna be, be June. June. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't even rehearsed, you guys. That was really good. Up top. I'm I'm trying to put another egg in. I'm gonna high five your forehead. Okay. I just hatched Slap. something while we Nailed were it. speaking. Uh. So yeah, they're doing a Lord of the uh, Lord of the Rings reunion. I am super excited about that. I know. Um, so I'm going to watch it with popcorn and a chili dog. It's going to be great. There will be no chili dogs in this house. <laughs> <laughs> you shall not chili dog. Um, lastly, 
Did he just bark? He did. What? Did you see someone outside, dude? What? Come on. Come help us record. He's looking at us. Come here. So confused. You know what this means. Yeah. You know what this means. We're not taking you outside right now because we're busy. You also just went out. You, you need just to want to go help. bark at the other dogs. You're fine. Come on. Come help. You Good boy. fluffy, wonderful thing. Good boy. Come here. All right. While we uh, try and coax our dog toward us. You shocked him. The last <laughs> bit of news I had for this week was uh, apparently uh, Kate Blanchett has signed on, allegedly signed on, to be part of a Borderlands movie. Another movie no one asked for. Yeah, uh, It's not even like no one asked for it. It's just no one. No one asked for like, it. Yeah. Like why? It's not that it would inherently be bad, but like. I don't know why Borderlands of all turn God of War into a movie. I know it practically oh, is already, please. but like do that. Push the Uncharted movie. Uh, that is already a game that like is best suited. Do a Last of Us movie. Do those. I don't think we need a Borderlands movie. It's a it's a schluter. I hate that term. It's a looter shooter. That like, makes just, me want to jump off a bridge. It's just a vehicle to shoot. Uh, he's chasing his tail. He is chasing. He's, he's so it. confused. He doesn't know what to do. Charlie. <laughs> He keeps like he keeps trying to walk half, toward us, and yeah. then he chases his tail in half a circle, gets confused, and starts to walk back toward us. Oh, adorable little knuckle butt. Aww. You nubbin. All right. My anyway, baby. she's going to be playing. For those of you who have played the Borderlands movies or played the Borderlands games, she's going to allegedly be playing uh, Lilith. I've never played Borderlands. Um, I have the first one on Steam, and then the second one is now free on the Epic Game Store. So maybe I should play them. I don't know the third one. I know it recently came out. If you think John anyway. should play it, send us an email to <laughs> openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. That's openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. Appreciate the plug. That's the end of the news for TV and movies. Those are just things that jumped out of me from this past week. Can we talk now? Uh, so, yes, in order. It's so fresh. In order. In order. First one is the Mythic Quest Zoom episode. Damn it. <laughs> It was a good episode. It we was a good episode. It's not what I want to talk about right now. I know. Now. I know. Mythic Quest uh, TV show on Apple TV Plus made by this, the creators of... Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. Thank you. Uh, made by the same people who did uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. It's a great show. Meaning we enjoyed it. Rob McElhinney and... Charlie Day. Charlie Day. Um, we really enjoyed it. I think that was the first like Zoom episode of a show that I've heard of slash scene that like I think actually really worked out. It didn't feel like a cop out. It like worked for the characters well, it's because and for the, the show it's is a still tech industry anyway. So exactly. Like, and the show is still actively going on. Yeah. So nobody's like out of character, right? Nobody had That's to really remember how to be that character. That's fair. If you haven't seen Mythic Quest, go watch it. If you have, it's Apple five bucks. TV Plus. It's four ninety nine a month. It's or the go buy one a new there, Apple product and then you get it for a year for free. Worth it. Uh, all right, second up. So five dollars a month, or a thousand dollars for a new phone. <laughs> Your choice. Alice in Wonderland. That was our movie from this past that week. That was our movie from yes, this last week. Yes, we're going to talk about that first. Okay. Yes, that way we can uh, set up. What word am I thinking of? Not a divert, uh, um, a sign. Delve. I don't know. That way, the very end of it can all be the last thing we're going to talk about. So we watched Alice in Wonderland. Um, while Jordan pulls up her notes, I I, up. Uh, I enjoyed the movie. Good, you should. Wow. <laughs> I think I the the live action ones have definitely been more fresh in my head. 
Um, so watching the animated one was uh, very different, but I still enjoyed it. Alice in Wonderland was released by um, Walt. Di- I believe it was still Walt Disney Pictures at that time. Um, yes, Walt Disney Productions and RKO Radio Pictures in July of 1951 and runs an hour and 15 minutes long. Had a budget of $3 million and made $5.6 million in the box office. Starring Catherine Beaumont as Alice. Um, she also went on to star uh, as Wendy Darling in Peter Pan. Sterling Holloway as the Cheshire Cat, who you might also recognize as the original voice of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, He was also Adult Flower in Bambi, Mr. Stork in Dumbo, um, Ka the Snake in The Jungle Book, and he was in several other Disney films as well. And then uh, Verna Felton was the Queen of Hearts. You might also recognize her as the Elephant matriarch from Dumbo, the fairy godmother from Cinderella. Um, and Disney really does like to reuse its voice Flora, actors. The, Flora, the good fairy from Sleeping Beauty, and Winifred the elephant from The Jungle Book. So, um, There's a book, right? Well, about yes. It's, well, I'm sorry. I lost my place in my notes. That was my bad. Uh, Walt Disney wanted to make this into a live-action film in the 40s um and that got scrapped and um yeah, he, how would they have done all of well that? he made yeah. it he just he consented and was like fine we'll do it animated the live action version as we all know did not happen the disney live action version as we all know did not happen until 2010 directed by tim burton and starring mia wasikowska as alice johnny depp as the mad hatter and helena bonham carter as the red queen and it's great um, and then also spawned the sequel through Alice Through the Looking Glass. That was not as good. It wasn't done by Tim Burton. Um, I agree. Not as good. Not bad, but not as good. Right. Um, <laughs> and the film, the animated film, and of course the live action films, which we're not really talking about, uh, are based on... The, the animated film is a mashup, basically, of... Uh, the two novels by Lewis Carroll, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, and Through the Looking Glass. Uh, the film was actually uh, not successful at the very beginning, and it was pulled from theaters uh, to television to be the first episode of Walt Disney's TV series, Disneyland. It, really? It ended up being a huge success on TV, so they pulled it from TV, put it back in theaters, and it went crazy. Um and it is now regarded as one of Disney's best animated films and one of the best adaptations of Alice that there has ever been. Interesting. Yes. So for anyone who's curious, if you have not read the ramblings of the drug-addled Lewis Carroll, um, the parts of the animated film from Alice in Wonderland, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland are the White Rabbit, uh, the Drink Me and Eat Me Cakes, um, the Pool of Tears from the very beginning. Yeah. Uh, the Dodo and the Caucus Race from the mm-hmm. very beginning. Um, Alice becoming a giant in the house and Bill the Lizard going down the chimney to sm- will smoke the monster out. <laughs> um, the Caterpillar, of course, the Cheshire Cat, the Mad Tea Party, um, playing croquet with the King and Queen, King and Queen of Hearts, and um, Alice's trial. And the parts from Through the Looking Glass are um, the Flower Garden. The Living Flower Garden and uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. All right, I did not like 
uh, the Mad Hatter in this movie. Not going to lie. I think, <laughs> like I said, because the live action ones are fresh in my head more so right. than this one. But like he and the March Hare, mm-hmm. um, they're kind of dicks. Like yeah. the white the white rabbit shows up um, and they just like break his clock and then literally throw him out of the team. Like they're mean. Yes, two days slow. That's the problem. Uh, it's, he, they're just mean. I don't like They're him. not mean. They're just they're mean. crazy. They're yes. insane. And they're mean. I don't okay. like them. Okay. I have notes because I actually took notes oh, yes. this time. Share your notes, please. Um, I, I'm going to skim because I have a lot, but I'm going to skim. Um, I forgot that there was that much singing in this version of it. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember. Uh, especially since there was date. like. I remember that one. Especially since there was like no singing in Bambi almost. Yeah. Maddie, Maddie, happy unbirthday. Like I remember that. The, the happy unbirthday or the unbirthday song. The unbirthday song. song which um, is arguably the most well-known song from the movie. Because it was used in all the commercials, right? Oh, I don't know. I wasn't alive back then. I think of... We're painting the roses red. We're painting the roses red. Da, 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 that's very da, da, presumptive da, da, on their da, da, part da, da, because she didn't like that. She didn't she want up... the white roses. That was the problem. Yeah. She does not like white roses. They planted white roses by mistake. Yeah. So they painted it so to they try painted and make them up for it. Because she wanted red roses. Yeah. And of course, if you've read the books or you've seen... The live action movie, you know why she doesn't like white roses because she hates her sister, the white queen. Um, she wants, she is the red queen. She wants red roses. Yeah. Anyway, that ah, one. With their Alice is like way more confident in the animated one than she is in the live action ones. Like she, which comes is back kind of the point. Like, yeah. In this one, she's like, no, you know what? I haven't even had a, dr- a lick, of, like a drop of tea this whole time because mm-hmm. they keep like, oh, a clean cup, move. What's this? And they, she never actually <laughs> drinks tea down. with them. Um, funny. I'm, not, I'm not convinced they were actually drinking tea because my favorite character during that whole sequence, apart from Alice, oh, the was the Dormouse, and I think he was drunk the whole time. Mm. So I'm not even convinced that they're mad. I think they're just drunk the whole time. Two things about that. Funny that you say that she's so ballsy, lack of a better word there, because um, in the book, she's supposed to be seven years old. Hmm. I don't know... If it says here how old, it doesn't say on Wikipedia she how old. She came across as like she. I would think 12? like ten, yeah, maybe ish. ten. Um, but yeah, she's seven years old in the. And then in the live action movie, she's, she's like sixteen. She's, right? Well, she's nine at first because you know in the live action movie she starts off as a kid and it's after she comes back. I don't think I remember that. It's after she comes back yeah. and she tells her father that she keeps having dreams about it because everyone just told her she'd hit her head and. Um, she hadn't actually gone anywhere and yeah. they just kind of convinced her she was crazy or or that she had just had a bad dream while she'd been knocked out. Yeah. And then it's 10 years later and she's 19 and she goes back and she's very insecure about everything because she's like, no, no, this can't be real. This was a dream she's I had when I was a, this time. was a dream Fair I had when I was a kid. None of this is possible. I'm a freaking adult. I wrote down my third, one of my, I guess my third note. Yeah, exactly. My third note was like, did she, fall down the rabbit hole, get knocked out or die. Is that what this is? Is the last thoughts of a dying girl or something like that? I know she comes back. I was about to say at the end, you know, she looks through the keyhole and she sees herself. She's asleep. She fell asleep during her school lesson. I guess that's what I didn't know if that diverged from the book. If in the book it was like she died and this is like all of her last No, she doesn't die in the book, no. Um, In the book, she I think is... I lost my place. I'm sorry. Uh, she's with, she's sitting, feeling bored and drowsy while sitting on the riverbank with her elder sister. 
Like at the end? Or no, the, this is at the beginning. Oh, like, gotcha. She, yeah, she's just bored, runs around, falls asleep, and then has a messed up dream. Right. right. And at the end, here at the very end, it says, um, Alice's sister wakes her up from a dream, brushing what turns out to be some leaves and a shower of playing cards, and not a shower of playing cards from Alice's face. I do think it is kind of ingenious that like all the questions that she's asked, she's either told a ridiculous story, she's never given any new bit of information that she wouldn't have already known, even um, it was all in her head. Even Absalom was like, like never actually answered really any questions apart from which one, which side of the mushroom or what should I actually be eating? What mm-hmm. are you talking about? The rest of it is just, who are you? What are you just asking her questions? Because mm-hmm. of course, if she's asleep, it's not like she's going to teach herself new information that she doesn't already know. So it makes sense. Right. It was nice continuity, I guess. But right. There's clues in there. Like if you don't know what's at, if it's real or if it's all in her head, there's clues that when you look back at the end, it's like, oh yeah, this was obviously all just a dream. Fair enough. Um, or was it? The, I definitely forgot everything. Like I didn't re- uh, remember the dodo birds like at all. <sighs> um, they're not a big part of the movie, but. Well, there's only one. It, dude. Okay. Walrus and the carpenter. Like Messed that, up. They, so yeah, but they devote like 10 almost 15 minutes on that story well and if, if you it think felt like if you think about it that's the only time you see the tweedles in the whole movie right yeah is when they're telling that story yeah rather than in the live action ones where they're like where they're around. main characters yeah they lost all their hair in the remake anyway um who is mary ann is that her name no mary ann is the white rabbit's um maid and the white rabbit is so frantically panicking about being late that yeah. he just doesn't register that she's not his maid. Do we, does, is that clarified in this movie? No, I, it say, is in it, the book. He just calls her Marianne at one point. And right. Then well, you're obviously nothing. supposed to know that she's not Marianne because even she's like, who the fuck is Marianne? I guess I thought like, that what would come saying? back later on as something way more important in the movie and it just didn't. Kid, <laughs> it ain't that kind of movie. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, um, okay, I have a lot of other ones, but I'm just going to say... What are they? What are they? What are they? I had, this movie is really just a series of nonsensical things, which I guess is the point, but it's very different than any of the remakes in the event. Like, there's not really a plot of this movie. Well, it's no. just a bunch of vignettes of random stuff happening to this girl until she wakes up, which makes sense. You're asleep. Like, that's... It's Haven't just you ever had a weird dream that it just doesn't, it continues making less and less sense until finally you're like, okay, there's no way this can be real. And then you're like... Oh, and then you wake yourself up. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense in hindsight. I guess I was thinking to myself halfway through the movie, especially after the walrus piece. I was like, okay, this walrus story is the only actual like plot where stuff is happening and there's some sort of point to it. The rest of it is she's just walking along. It's like if this movie feels like if the Wizard of Oz and I had this, I said, uh, it's like if the Wizard of Oz didn't have the wizard in it and just ended after the Tin Man. It's like if the Wizard of Oz was on massive amounts of drugs. Right, but like then Lewis like Lewis Carroll was cuz he then, was But then like there's no resolution, there's no like big conflict. It's just like you met a bunch of characters and then she just wakes up type thing. That's ah. that's how it kind of felt, which is not a bad thing, but um and then my last notes were like I hate how the, I don't like how the Hatter speaks with his tongue out. I don't I don't like okay. how the Hatter speaks. All right. Um personally it's just annoying to me. Well, uh, he has a lisp, right? And then they Johnny Depp incorporated that a little bit into his version. He just didn't do the tongue thing, right? He but he Which had a lisp. He had a he yeah. had a speech impediment, just like this Mad Hatter did. Um, my note about the Hatter and the March Hare, how I didn't like them and the <laughs> jerks. Uh, and my last note was uh, the beta male king that I forgot there were even kings in this movie. <laughs> the <laughs> Queen of 
of hearts. And the king. And, and the and king. king. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. I did enjoy the movie. It just, there's a lot that I forgot about. And since the remakes uh, were fresher in my mind and I like the remakes more, I think I just had more questions going, like coming out of this movie. But it's it's still a great movie. It's, yeah. It's still fun to watch. It's beautifully done too. It's very colorful. Um, they definitely, Disney in uh, the animation studio definitely went all out on it. Um, and it's definitely a, a animation masterpiece, I would say, especially for the time. Okay. I don't, I don't have an opinion on that. What's our next movie? Peter Pan. Peter Pan? Peter Pan, man. Peter Pan. I think I remember liking Peter Pan. Most boys do so. like Peter Pan. I don't remember. I'm interested. I I don't remember a lot of the movie, so I'm excited to watch. There it. are parts of Peter Pan that did not age well, so that will be fun to watch your face. Okay, I'll take notes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last for TV and movies. Ah! I'm just really excited. <laughs> are we uh, we we've been wa- have been binge watching through Steven Universe, which has before you start going off because i'm going to give you whatever amount of time you want this show has been surprisingly the most the has it has the best continuity of almost any show that we've ever watched it has it has some really deep and intricate lore to it and a Uh, lot of great backstory and uh sorry for anyone who's going to take offense i'm a lore horror so interesting (laughs) and complicated backstory and plot and character relationships um, this has been one of the more fun shows for us to theory craft in. It was a blast. Like watch and then be like, what's going on? What is this? And it, it's surprised and delighted all the way through. The only thing I disliked about this show, literally the only thing I disliked about this show was the fact that it's not all on one streaming service. Oh and my so God. Again, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to hold off on you one more time. The seasons one through four are on Hulu. Right. Season five, you have to go. We used YouTube you TV because we went it. to Cartoon Network. You ha- either have to buy it on Amazon. You can't even rent it yeah. on Amazon. It's not streaming on Prime. Yeah, it's you not streaming to... on Prime. You either have to buy it or we went to YouTube TV. Like you said, there's episodes missing. And there's yep. also five episodes that are in, are in Spanish? Spanish with no option to switch it to English. And no English subtitles. And there's they Spanish were like, subtitles only. And they were like important episodes. There's, so it was yeah. really annoying. I mean, I just went on when that would happen. I went on the Steven Universe wiki and just read us the plot so yeah. we didn't get lost. But it we was can't skip them. Every episode, there's some little bit of plot. Almost every episode, there's some little bit of plot that's important enough right. to watch. And they're like 10 to 12 minute episodes. I actually really enjoyed that to the point where yeah. we have not watched any other episode of anything <laughs> of, uh, I almost said disenchanted Dickinson uh, Dickinson this past week, um, because we've been so wrapped up in Steven universe, but going from the 10 to 12 minute episodes there, I remember last week watching an episode, whenever we were watching, oh my God. watch the next ep- the one or 27 two minute episode of Dickinson like full felt movie. Like a, I'm like, mm-hmm. what is every, ep- every scene is so slow what is going on pick up the pace ladies there's steven universe is able to get through so much stuff in such a little amount of time because it gives you it does a great job of uh getting just getting straight to the point like this character has an issue with this character it is very apparent in their behavior and in their face and there is one example usually it's like oh here's a chance for i'm going to ask you if you want to open up 
uh, your feelings to me about it. I'm going to say no. I'm going to turn you down. Okay. In all other shows, it's going to be episodes you have to wait before that actually yeah, happens. like six episodes. In this one, it's like, okay. And then three minutes later, they go back and it's like, okay, fine. Here's kind of what's going on. And it lets them get through so much more plot, both in uh, each episode and also just in every season overall. Um I don't know. I really appreciated it. And it makes me fee- go back and think of a lot of 30 minute episodes. How many of those shows that are 30 minutes could be condensed to 10 to 12 minutes if we removed a lot of like trimmed a lot of the fat. Right. Because it's clearly not needed because here's a great show that doesn't need it. And I so want to keep talking about this. But the more I'm thinking about it, I just want to go ahead and say there if you spoilers. Well, one, if you've watched Steven Universe y- and you've been hearing what we've been saying for the past few minutes, you know we're not done. We watched, we finished season five today. Um, yep. We now have to watch the movie. And, and then, then we have Steven Universe Future, Future which yeah. is the sixth final season that wrapped everything up. So I almost don't even want to talk about the whole thing yet until we watch the movie and we watch season six. Because okay. I, I feel like it's not complete. That's fair. I love Garnet, the end. It's, it, it really is a fun and great show. Uh, I... I think I said this last week. I thought it was just going to be a kid's show going oh, into yeah. it. I thought it was going to be just a funny, doofy kid's show that was going to be just fun and light to watch in between stuff. But no, we got sucked yeah. in. This was like Clone Wars, like Star Wars level of getting into it with like knowing, figuring out backstories. And going into Star Wars, those shows, we know the backstory. We're already yeah. engrossed in the world. Yeah. So to jump in fresh to a show and be this sucked into it. And the music was great. Was great. The little songs are great. It's just, it's a feel-good It's so fun. That it, it's, yeah, it's great. If you like lore stuff, if you're okay with it being in a kid's show, remove the vehicle it's in. Like, get rid of the idea. Yeah, the, don't think about it being a kid's cartoon. Yeah. Like, watch it for, if you like sci-fi, if you like fantasy, um, if you like comedy. Um, I think the only thing people might not like about the show is there are heavy uh, feminist themes in it. I didn't feel like any of it was overdone. I don't by either. Any means. I, I didn't, thought it was all very well done. I thought it was all very tasteful. There, were, I mean, all of the gems. I wouldn't even say feminist. Just very female centric. You could in say terms feminist of the though of because women, of that. Because right? it's, um, I mean, every gem, it's not anti man. That's right. What I'm no, to say. they're all of the gems from Homeworld are female. There are no male gems, Correct. so they are just. The bulk of the characters on the show are female, but it's not done obnoxiously because there's right. strong male characters too. I mean, Stephen is the main Greg character. many times, his dad throughout mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, Lars eventually. <laughs> um, Lion is a man, yeah. I would like to point I out. It, w- it was interesting. Thankfully, I'm not, uh, not even thankfully, it's not like, this should be the expectation. You shouldn't be offended by this. Right. I was not offended by anything in the show. I wasn't either. It's not anti-male at all. No, it's not anti-male. It's, it's not anti-straight because there's a lot of um, because ever, LGBT yeah. things. Because all Everyone of the gyms female. are female, they have relationships with each other. They go, um, But they do it so well because it's just love for the sake of love, which is yeah. how it should be. That's how we should view and be respectful for people and love other people. Right. It's uh, not, I mean, you know, that nobody hates anybody for being straight or being gay or whatever. It's just like, okay, that's just what you're doing. Yeah. Cool. I'm going to go do my thing over here. Bye. I'm going to be happy for you and I'm going to do me. And it's, yeah. So cool. The end. Um, So remove the vehicle, remove the, the, the idea or don't go into it with any agenda and try to politicize it. 
it's literally a cartoon about aliens and it's really awesome and yet it's one of like the best fantasy worlds i've oh my god <laughs> it's so <good>. fabulous <laughs> uh give it a shot i think kids uh, would really like it as well um kids obviously did really like it yeah. i mean it was on for seven years mm-hmm that's all I, I to your point, that's all I kinda wanna say about yeah. it at this point right now until we finish the whole thing. Yep, we've got the movie and we've got one more season and then we're done. All right. All right. We're done with TV and movies. Next section is gonna be games. I only have a few stories or a few news items from this past week. First and foremost, No Man's Sky, uh, by Hello Games is coming to the Xbox Game Xbox Game Pass uh, for both Xbox and PC in June. So if you are uh, um, if you're a member of Xbox Game Pass, you'll be able to pick that up uh, next month. Uh, it's a, it, it is now um, a really good game. It's not a space RPG. It's not what Star Citizen is trying to be. It's more. I don't want to say it's more like space Minecraft. That's really that's a really reductive way to put it. Um, it's a space exploration game that now has good co-op elements. Um, there are, uh, there's building and a few other things to kind of keep you in the world apart from just pure exploration. But it is, if you're an explorer in video games, if you play RPGs for the sake of exploring new lands, if you open up new uh, survival worlds in Minecraft just to experience different randomized zones, um, then this is your wet dream of a game. It's going to be great for you. So... <laughs> play the game otherwise uh i know a number of people may actually be bored if they want more structure or want quests or stuff like that in the game so don't go into it thinking it's an rpg go into it thinking of it like survival mode for minecraft where you're just going in to explore a bunch of new worlds figure your way around it and that's pretty much the gameplay loop which uh, i occasionally find really nice um i find after playing the game that i really liked a little bit more structure and i like quest lines i like story with it um, so I spent my time in No Man's Sky. I'm probably done with it, but but yeah. Anyway, if you haven't played it and you have Xbox Game Pass, give it a shot. It's not going to cost you any money to see. So yeah. Other than that, Fantasy Star Online Two, which I did not play, huge back in the day, and I believe still huge in Japan, um, is coming to Xbox and PC, uh, and is going to be free to play. Um, I don't know much about the game, but I do know that plenty of other outlets and publishers were pretty excited about that. So if you're, if you liked that game, go try it out. I don't know what else to say about that one. Last bit, last bit of news. Um, this one I do care about the, the Witcher, the game franchise specifically has now surpassed 50 million sales. Yeah. Um, CD project red, the company who made the Witcher game series, that put them above Ubisoft as the most valuable game company in Europe. Bye, bitch. And we like Ubisoft games, though. But, Bye, um, but <laughs> no, we do like Ubisoft. They made Guitar Hero. Um, and then I'm trying to. Oh, when I, I pulled this up, like context for. Smush. I'm no. sorry. I just got to very That's, distracted. Yeah. He's just so cute right now. Context for how big and how monumentous, monumental, monumentous, mon. Monumental. Thank you. What am I thinking? Momentous. Thank you. That's what I was getting mixed up in my head. Anyway, um, it's a big deal. 50 million sales. To give you an idea of how it's a big deal. uh, 50 million is a big number. Mario Kart on the Wii sold 37 million. 
copies. Super Mario Brothers across the NES, the Game Boy Advance, and Virtual Console across the Wii, the Wii U, and the 3DS has only sold 40 million. Pokemon Red, Blue, Green, and Yellow, 45 million. Uh, Wii Sports, 82 million. <laughs> Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto 5, 110 million. Uh, Minecraft, 200 million. So, like, it's 50 million is a big deal. Like, it beats Super Mario Brothers in terms of total units sold so, so far. So, um, so good on them, CD Projekt Red. Uh, I'm excited for them. I, I like the Witcher games. I want to replay them all again because I like that world. Uh, and I'm excited for Cyberpunk 2077 to come out this year. If you also like CDPR and you like the Witcher series, um, look up uh, GOG. Um, I forgot. It's like Galaxy on or Galaxy Games, Games on Galaxy. I forgot what it stood for. But it's CDPR's um, game store. And the reason I'm promoting that is because it is DRM-free, which if you don't know what that means, most streaming content or even digital content specifically for video games across Steam, across the Epic Game Store, whenever you purchase a game, you don't have a right to the actual game. What you're purchasing is you're renting a code to play it for as long as the publisher wants to provide you the game. That means that Steam or Epic or anyone can just pull the game and not warn you, and that's it. It also means that most of those games require some sort of internet connection to check in to make sure that this is your game, right? If you think back in the day whenever you'd go to the store and pick up a physical disc for like your PlayStation 2 or your Xbox or something, um, nobody's checking in with you every minute, every time you wanna play the game. and those didn't need to check in whenever you put the disc in. Nowadays, that's a regular thing, but if you purchase a game off of GOG, uh, that's not the case. You own that copy of the code. Um, It is also DRM-free, which means it does not check in to see if you own it or even require you to be online to play a single-player game. Um, So yeah, for things like the Witcher series or for Cyberpunk, or for a lot of games, a lot of the original Fallout games are on there. Just go check out GOG. Um, it's a very consumer-centric and, and customer-focused way to uh, purchase your, your video games and your entertainment. So anyway, quick plug for that. Our plugs for this week for games. Uh, we've kind of forgotten about Animal Crossing because of Steven Universe, to be honest. We haven't played it at all this week. At least I haven't. Have you, Jordan? No, because of Steven Universe. Yep. <laughs> I'll blame it all on Steven Universe. It's taken over our life for the past week. Literally for like a, like. Because we had just started it last, like yeah, the previous that's week. that's true. Yeah. yeah. So right out a week, we just have thought of literally nothing else. Yeah. Um, like, I'm mad that John's going to play video games tonight because I want to watch the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, maybe we'll, maybe we'll have more to talk about Animal Crossing next week. I feel like a lot of people are probably slowing down on it a little bit. They've either had their fill or um, other things are starting to happen now. Things are opening back up. But uh, Animal Crossing is still a good game. If you still have not played it, it is still worth playing. It is still a really chill, yes. really nice, fun game to play. So, um, Before I do the rest of my games, do you want to talk a little bit about Pokemon Go? Always. Always. <laughs> It also allows me to go uh, sniff and, and drink some stuff. 
Oh, allergies. Like yeah, drinks. sniffles. That's gross. No, I got the sniffles. All right, Gotta so snort some Coca Cola. Continue. So, <laughs> um, again, I know I mentioned this last week, but now it's actually in less than twenty-four hours. Um, for the first time since the game launched in twenty sixteen. Um, Pokemon Go will be completely down for mandatory maintenance uh, tomorrow, which is Monday, June 1st, from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. No one will be able to get into the game for those hours. It'll be completely down. They say they're doing mandatory server maintenance. Um, So don't panic or be mad. They've been telling us this for like three weeks now. If you didn't know, it's your own fault. Um... Weedle Community Day, I believe, is scheduled for Saturday, June 20th. Um, that will, of course, include shiny Weedles that you can then evolve into shiny Kakunas that you can then evolve into shiny Beedrills. Um, There's still so many shinies I'm behind on. Like same. Voltorb, Tauros, and all those. Same. Uh, Reshiram is officially yeah. in five-star raids. Reshiram is one of the um, main... Legendary Pokemon from Generation 5, uh, Pokemon Black and White. Reshiram is the white legendary Pokemon on the um, cover of Pokemon White, right? They didn't have the white one on Pokemon Black and the black one on Pokemon White, right? Like, I'm not crazy. I think they were alternate. I'll look it up, though. Yeah. Okay, so Reshiram is the white one anyway. Um, they, uh, if that started Tuesday, the 26th of May. Reshiram will be available until 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on June 16th. They were inverted, so Reshiram was on okay. black. So Reshiram is the white Pokemon on the cover of Pokemon Black. I apologize. Um, and Reshiram is dragon and fire type, uh, boosted by windy or sunny weather, weak against dragon, rock, and ground types. Um your fast moves that are available are going to be Fire Fang or Dragon Breath. Uh, charge moves available are Stone Edge, Draco Meter, Overheat, or Crunch. Uh, your best counters are going to be Dialga, Rayquaza, Rhyperior, Haxorus, Rampardos, and Salamence. Um, so do those raids while you can. Uh, Reshiram, I think, is also going to be the one that's featured on Raid Hour, the Wednesday night Raid Hours. Um, until June 16th, I believe at the, at that point on the 16th, Zekrom, I think that's his name, is the uh, which is the black legendary Pokemon that's on the cover of Pokemon White. The, uh, they'll be switching those out at that time. Um, uh, this was interesting. They announced the other day that um, no dates or anything, but coming soon will be a limited release of reality blending and Pokestop scanning coming to um, AR view reality on select blending? phones. Um, th- so they said nothing about the Pokestop scanning except that it was happening. Uh, reality blending means that Pokemon will be able to move around or behind objects in AR mode instead of just being superimposed on top of them. Oh, I wonder if that requires the LiDAR sensor from the most recent iPhones. So the the phones that they're going to roll it out to first are the Galaxy S9 and S10 and the Pixel 3 and 4. Interesting. Yes, no iPhone users yet. Galaxy, hmm. so again, if you have a Galaxy S9 or S10 or a Pixel 3 or 4, uh, don't know a date on that yet, but they will be uh, doing a limited release of reality blending and Pokestop scanning. Um, they also announced either Friday or yesterday about Pokemon Go Fest 2020. This is an, an, an this is an annual event that they hold, um, usually in Chicago, 
each year um, for Pokemon users all over the world to come in and play Pokemon for a weekend together in a big park. Um, with all of the social distancing stuff happening, um, they have decided to do it all from home virtually and have it be a global event. Um, if you purchased a ticket, you do have access to both days. There's very limited uh, information on what it's going to look like at this time, but we do know the dates are uh, July 25th and 26th that weekend. So um, as that comes out more, I will tell you all more about it, but that's all I got right now. All right. Still enjoying Pokemon Go as we always do. Excited always. that there's more content. We both completed. Uh, congratulations to everyone who completed the um, throwback event stuff. Yeah. Um, if you completed all four, all eight timed research things for four straight weeks, um, the next set that we basic that you got access to if you did complete all four weeks begins June 3rd. That's this Wednesday. Okay. Sweet. Excited to see what comes of that. Yes. Special prize we're going to get or something like that. Anyway. Awesome. Thank you very much for all of that. You're welcome. Uh, have you been playing anything else this week? No, I've been watching Steven Universe. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, reading lots of books, which we're not there yet. Yes, that's fair. Uh, I've been playing other games, um, as always. I'm playing a little more Destiny 2. I still enjoy that game. It is still fun. I think there are, in terms of the whole pseudo-MMORPG game or co-op games with MMO elements in it. Uh, it's pretty good at what it does. It's still fun. The thing is, it's not... How do I say this? I don't know. In terms of an MMORPG, I don't think it's good. Oh. I think it is a cooperative shooter that has some light elements that allows you to, like like the public event stuff and doing raids and all those things. They added some elements to kind of make it fun and make it more than just... Uh, playing Halo with three other people. It's not like that. But it's l it's still really difficult for a new player to get in, to jump in on. Um, it's hard to keep all of the quests lined up, and it's really annoying. You have to load into different areas to pick up different quests, and you can't... It's The management of those quests are really annoying, and it's not... Anyway, it, it does a lot of things poorly, but the shooting is so fun in the game the core gameplay loop of just going in shooting enemies is still just fun um i usually end up jumping in and just playing pvp uh, for the weekly stuff um i think i'm level 20 right now in the current battle pass i'm just trying to get to level 35 so i can get the exotic uh kinetic weapon and then i'm good that's kind of what i do now i'll jump on for enough to just do like the weekly stuff the 12 matches or whatever um, and then that's pretty much it. And then I'm done. I still think the division two is a better type of those game uh, of that game, but destiny two is still a lot of fun. Also, there are guns in that game that take up half the screen. And that's annoying in most other games, not all most other games. I'm, let's, let's take the division two, um, because I think it's a better game. And, uh, the, the character model, it's a third person game. The character model takes up a small part of the screen enough to not get in your way, depending on what side of the, which shoulder you're shooting from and what cover you're in, the character moves out of the way. There are a lot of smart design decisions to make sure that you still see your character. 
that your character is not in the way of what you're trying to do. It seems like they took the opposite approach with Destiny in that there is at least one gun that, I'm, that I've been using that uh, when you're just walking takes up 25% of the screen. It takes up the entire bottom right quadrant of your screen. And then when you're running, it goes sideways as it moves for the running animation and takes the entire bottom hemisphere of your screen. And it's ridiculous. Uh, it's Guns are too fat. You, no one plays, no one actually runs with like a gun that close to their face all the time. That's not how, or it's, it's stupid. Um, that's one annoyance of the game. Anyway, uh, but it's still fun to shoot guns in that game. <laughs> so I still play it. Other than that, playing Call of Duty Warzone, which is still good. Legends of Runeterra card game, still playing that. I got a little bit back into Hearthstone. Not as much as Runeterra, but uh, card games are still fun. Kingdom Come Deliverance, I'm still going through that. I'm still posting that to YouTube. That i I finally got to the point where my stamina is high enough and I'm getting better at dodging to where fighting isn't terrible. The story is still fantastic in that game, which is why I'm still playing it. But um, some quests, I found at least one this past session that are just, I don't think they play tested a lot of the game <laughs> before they went into it. One of them was like, hey, find the skull that these people were trying to build a church and someone said that they found a demon skull, which, spoiler alert, for this side quest, they didn't. It was someone trying to scare them into not building it because there was, some, uh, there was a politician that was trying to do something else in the town and didn't want the church to be built. And so he was trying to scare people away. But anyway, the, to, you have to find the skull that one of the workers initially found. And he said he took it down by the river, uh, living in the van down by the river. He, he, <laughs> he took it down to the river and he said he dropped it in the river to keep it safe and keep it away from the church. So you have to go find the thing. So you walk down to the river, you have to find your way around the path because the way physics and your character's movement works in the game, you're very clumsy and fall damage is very aggressive. Um, you can break limbs in the game and it is, it's just a, dra it's, it's a, a drag, a slog. So you make your way down to the river. You have to, it gives you a general waypoint for where it is. I jump in the river. I cannot find the stupid thing. So I'm like, oh, is it underwater? I jump in the water. I start moving. It's like, oh, if only my character is like, too bad I can't swim. So I'm like, okay, so where is this thing? I find after, and I was streaming, I'm streaming this, and I think it's on YouTube now for like 10 minutes trying to find this stupid skull. I finally have to Google it, and it's, un, it's next to the pier in the water behind some grass under a ledge when would I be able to have found that thing? It's stupid. It's like, where's Waldo if you only saw the tip of his hat? And it's, it's, it's stupid. Like, it, it anyway. Um, but the story's still good, so I'm going to keep playing. Um, Fallout 76 is still good. Uh, it's throwing me off with the map updates since the Wastelanders update went out um, because I'm, I'm still replaying parts that I remember from my first character, and they've changed a lot of the areas and a lot of those quests so it's it's throwing me off in some bits um otherwise it's still a really i still enjoy it it's still a really fun game um lastly elder scrolls online their most recent expansion came out it's called graymore and it is they expanded the skyrim uh section of the map to open up a new area of skyrim but because it is a corporation and they like money and they know they can get it. Right now, before this, not right now, right before this expansion, there was 
what was called East March, which was an eastern portion of Skyrim from Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. And East March consisted of pretty much just Windhelm and then like some of the surrounding areas in the northeast side of it. In this recent expansion, they opened up um, Western Skyrim, as it's called, uh, which is where Solitude um, and, and the surrounding areas are. So they at, they did a great job with mirroring Elder Scrolls V, like the, the proper Skyrim, those sections of the map. Um, but they're leaving out a lot of the southern half of the map. They're leaving out the entire sec uh, middle section of it. I'm sure they're going to put that out in future DLC. But I'm excited because it's a great game, more Skyrim content. They added an antiquity system, which lets you be freaking Indiana Jones, and you get to go uh, like dig and look up uh, antiques and then like find lore around the world and then sell the stuff and you become like an antique collector. It's dope. Um, wait, new world wait, events, wait, new trials of story. And, uh, it's Anyway, it's good. <laughs> Elder Scrolls 5 or Elder Scrolls Online is a good game. It's my favorite MMORPG as of right now. It's great. I think that's it for games. Okay. I think I've said my piece. Good. All right. Moving on to books. Cool. Books. Reading. Words. On a page. Uh, I have one bit of news from this past week in the realm of literature. I don't know if you if you heard about this, Jordan. Um, J.K. Rowling apparently released a non-Harry Potter children's book called The Ichabog. I'm not interested. I'm and just kidding. It, <laughs> it is apparently... Let me open while I was trying to make sure Charlie wasn't going to step on the remote. Um, no. Let me see. Where's Hi, the article? Baby. This article is from the BBC. Welcome to the couch. J.K. Rowling unveils the Ichabog, her first non-Harry Potter children's book. Uh, just reading the first couple sentences. The Ichabog is her first children's story not to be linked to Harry Potter. It is, quote, for children on lockdown or even those back at school during those strange unsettling times, end quote. She apparently wrote it over a decade ago for her own children um, and just didn't release it. Didn't want it to be an official thing, but now went ahead, picked it up, and just and is releasing it for everyone else. Um, she's releasing it for free on her website uh, one week at a time. So I guess each chapter. Sorry, not weekly, daily. So chapters of the Ichabog are being published daily until July 10th on um, the Ichabog's website. So... The Ichabog's website or Joe Rowling's website? Her website for the Ichabog. It. And okay. it is theichabog.com. You spell that T-H-E-I-C-K-A-B-O-G uh, dot com. Um, hmm. So yeah. Daily hmm. chapters. Uh, kids book. Give it a shot. And it's J.K. Rowling. So Yay. hopefully it'll be good. In terms of reading, I really haven't been doing much. It's pretty much been you all this week. Oh my God, yeah. I've been uh, reading like a crazy person. I was about to say, you've got three books to talk about today, right? Yeah, I finished um, I finished the uh, Aladdin Twisted Tale, the um, A Whole New World by Liz Braswell. Um, and it was, it was great. I really enjoyed it a lot. How'd you like it compared to the other Twisted Tales? The I, other well, the other one that I've read, I've only... Have, the only other one I've read is um, As Old as Time, the Beauty and the Beast one, and I liked it just as much. I thought you read one about, um, wasn't there one for 
uh, Alice in Wonderland? Not the same series. Gotcha. I'm thinking. Of some, okay, I'm thinking of the uh, that other. Gotcha. Um, I also started and finished Full Moon, yeah. the second book in of uh, of the Dresden Files by Jim Butcher. Yeah. And I don't know. So I started reading this one right after the first time I read the first book. Um, Were we in college when you did that? Yeah. And for some reason got three chapters in and just quit reading it, never picked it back up again. I don't know what happened because this book was even better than the first one. Yeah. So um, I guess the timing just wasn't right, but I read it now and it was great. Um, and then I started uh, One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus. Um, it's a book that I... Um, I listen to uh, the Bad on Paper podcast, which is hosted by Grace Atwood and um, Becca Freeman. And this was one of the very first books they talked about. Um, and when I start podcasts, I go as far back to the beginning as I possibly can, because that's just who I am as a person. Um, so they read this book like two years ago, um, but it sounded really interesting. And um, I've also had word from a friend of mine who is an, a high school librarian that it is a great book so that makes me feel even better um, I'm like two or three chapters in and it's really good it's kind of like a weird mix of um, like a murder mystery breakfast club ABC family teen drama type of thing um, yeah it's really good so far good so again, that's One of Us is Lying by Karen M. McManus, if you're looking for a new book to read. Otherwise, my other two were um, Full Moon, uh, which I wouldn't recommend reading unless you'd read uh, the first one. Why can't I think of it right now? Oh, I'm blanking on it too. <laughs> anyway, um, look up the Dresden the Files The Dresden series. Files, yes, uh, by Jim Butcher and A Whole New World, A Twisted Tale by Liz Braswell. Perfect. I'm glad you haven't, uh, at least in a while, read a book and come on here and been like, oh, man, this book sucks. Oh, it's <laughs> awful. Uh, can you believe? I'm glad that I have case. very few books that I've ever really hated. Um, I can usually find at least one good thing about it, even if it's a book I say I'm never going to read. I probably won't ever read again. Um, and there's only been one book that I have given up on completely with no intention of ever picking it back up again. And I was eight years old and it was Pippi Longstockings. Okay. I have not read that book. It was boring and dumb. I will take your word for it. In my opinion. <laughs> As an eight-year-old. They were try My teacher and my mom were trying to get me to read it because it's like an American classic or whatever. And I just really hated it. <laughs> I That's, really hated it. Yeah. Like I've stopped other books too. Because I just couldn't get into them, but I had intentions of, I had a lot of stuff going on at the time, and I had intentions of picking them back up again, whether I have or not. Um, but Pippi Longstocking, I was like, I do not care. I will never finish this book. I don't even know what that is about, but I'll go. I couldn't tell you. I don't uh, care yeah, enough to remember. <laughs> I just know I hated it. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I don't know. All right, fair enough. Um, anything else? You want to move on to music? Um, I'm good. Okay. Um, let's move on to music then. Music is also going to be pretty much you this week uh, because I Lady Gaga's new album, right. Chromatica, came out. Yeah, it did. It came out on Friday. And I you've listened, listened to the whole thing now, I right? listened to the whole thing this morning, and it's really good. Um, 
It's like how long is it? Like forty five minutes? It's about forty six minutes long. Okay. It's sixteen tracks. Um, she col- she has three collaborative tracks on there. One uh one with Ariana Grande, which is really good. Uh, one with the K pop group Blackpink. Uh, which Blackpink's is great. Yep, and that one's called Sour Candy. Um, it's pretty good as well. I think my favorite collab out of all three is the one she does with Elton John. Um. I forgot what that one was called. It's. I, I, so we listened to that one in the it's car. It's not sign in the sky. I don't know why I can't think of what it's freaking called. I'm not a huge fan of Elton John's music, uh, but it was a pretty good song. Sign from above is yeah. what it was, um, and it's S-I-N-E. excellent. Yeah. Um, so it was really, really, really good. I'm already excited for it to be, you know, the last week of December so I can write my blog post about my favorite albums of 2020 uh, so that I can talk about Chromatica. Um, but give it a listen. It's like, a, it's, it's, a, it's another dance track record um, like her um, original stuff that she did with the fame. Um, but it's a lot more mature. Um, it's got her new flavor to it. Um, she has a lot more writing creds on it. Um, I was telling John in the car that it's it's like a grown-up mixture of the Fame era stuff and uh, Born This Way era stuff. How does it compare in your mind to all of her other albums? I know I asked you this earlier, but I don't my, know if you have different opinions now that you've maybe so thought my, about it. So my favorite album of hers is definitely Born This Way. It just is. Um, is it like more positive of an album or is it just, just like the music itself? Like well, the beats or Born This Way like is just where they finally let her sing, like actually like showed what she could do with her voice. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed the fame and the fave, the fame monster for what they were. Um, because they were very different at the time that they came out. Um, and they were a big deal, especially we were like 17 when those came out. Um, they were very influential on my music taste as a high schooler. Um, hated art pop. I think a lot of people did. Um, just really not a fan of yep. that. It, it felt was, like they, it's like someone made her make that it album. It was very experimental. I think it was just an experiment that didn't land. Um, I mean, if she's proud of it, I hope that she is. I just am personally not a fan of it at all. Um, and I loved Joanne, her most recent album. Um, fabulous. It was, I loved hearing her have a more stripped down sound. Um, but yeah, Chromatica, I really enjoy. I thought that an, a return to dance and electropop could go either way for her. Yeah. And I'm glad that it didn't backfire. I think it's really good. I haven't listened to the whole thing, but from in the car and then hearing you play it around the house, uh, I yeah, it, it it seems like a better return to pop music for her than I think I was expecting based on well, art. She pop, never left pop music. Maybe the, maybe that's always I been my problem. I think you mean like thinking, electronic and dance. Yeah, music. I guess so. Because like Lady Gaga is very much so a pop star. Yeah, she's not a rock star. She's her, not her a, music or in, is in clubs nationwide right yeah she she works with people who create good beats fair enough um and then i'm glad it ended up being good yes and then i'll be posting the blog at some point tomorrow what is this week's uh type uh Uh, we're we're gonna do a another music around the world one um where i'm talking about music and artists from the country of albania all right sweet think next up 
if we're finished with music, the next up is uh, sports, which the only thing that came out of this week that uh, is was of interest to me was the Colin Kaepernick situation, um, where apparently he has he I believe was free agent and has not been picked up because of his really at the end of the day because of his um, opinions on everything that's going on right now. Um, which he is allowed to have those things. And it is really unfortunate that NFL teams do not want to have somebody who would be considered quote, a liability end quote on their teams. Um, right. Once again, go, go vote. And he has said that um, the kneeling during the national anthem was not in any way to disrespect the military. It was to bring, uh, that was sorry, I got distracted. That was a very graphic, violent oh, thing yeah. on in the this background, Twitch stream right since now. Since there's no XFL and since the Twitch app came out right now, we have girl it's watching girlfriend reviews play um uh, Oh, this the, is girlfriend reviews? Yeah, she's oh. I'm sure she's talking and we can't hear it because I have the volume turned down, but she's playing Mortal uh Mortal Kombat eleven. So uh, if you know Mortal Kombat, it's very graphic and I just got distracted. Yeah. I'm sorry, so let me start over. Um so Kaepernick did come out and say a while ago when this all started that the kneeling during the national anthem was not to disrespect uh, members of the military active or veteran um, or unfortunately deceased. It was to protest um, police brutality against um, black Americans um, for reasons exactly like this with George Floyd. So um, it's un- it's unfortunate that no one's picking him up for yes. his political beliefs. Um, but once again, go vote. Yes. Register to vote and go vote. All right. Weather and traffic. Da, 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 it's da, hot. Da, da, it's da, da, getting da, da, hotter. Da, da, it's da, like da, 80s da, gonna be 90s. Da, da, Summer da, be hot. No traffic going away. Still here. It's hot. No emails this week. So that's it. That's it for the podcast. Um, thank you very much for listening. Is she painting with a bubble of blood? Uh, I think she is. Oh, yeah. I forgot what character. I what her character? There's a. So they added. Okay, I'll mention what's going on right now because this is very. I hate it. Your, your face right now. So <laughs> I really hate in it. In Mortal Kombat 11, norm. So the whole thing with Mortal Kombat is a very gory game. They have uh, something called fatalities, where it's like a upsettingly brutal and yes, violent way to kill this, your opponent at the very damn. end. What they added was a friendship um, thing at the very end. So instead of killing the other player, you guys do something creative and fun together. So that character's name is Scarlet. And at the end, she doesn't kill her opponent. She uses a paintbrush and then draws a stick finger, uh, stick figure. With the then, opponent's blood? Uh, just a paintbrush that has blood on it. She doesn't kill the opponent. <clears throat> she just uses the blood. And then... Okay. And then the, uh, balloons come down and it says friendship. There's another guy who like takes a selfie and like drives a car. It's like really weird because it's Mortal Kombat. So why not? Okay. Yeah, that's that game series now. Anyway, thank you for listening to Open Seating. Um, if you would like to follow Jordan's blog, it is called Audio Aesthetics. You can find it on Wix. We will have a link for it in the description. There's also an Instagram page for it that you can follow that will also have links um, called Audio Aesthetics on Instagram. Um, is that correct? Yes. Okay. Wanted, didn't, wanted to make sure it wasn't like Audio Aesthetics 5 or something. No, like it's that. Audio Aesthetics. Perfect. Um, 
If you'd like to follow me on Twitch, my Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash large bookcase. I typically very quietly play games and then occasionally talk to people whenever they come into the chat. So if you'd like to join, um, say something, say hello. If you follow me there. Uh, other than that, follow Charlie plugs? on Instagram. Yeah, Charlie, Charlie the Puppy Corn. C H A R L I E T H E P U P I C O R N. He's adorable. Go follow that. Um, and if you have any comments, questions, concerns, thoughts, send it to openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. That's openseatingpodcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. We'll read it on air and we'll give you our thoughts. Um, so, yeah. All right. Thank you all for listening. Um, and we will catch you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.